Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Bruce Lawn. Kanye West is mandating Bible studies? Is is this what's happening? And was well, is this what was happening while they were working on Donda? We're gonna talk about it reacting to an interview with someone that actually had probably the dopest verse on the record if we're gonna keep it a buck. Proverb four, uh, 18, 17, and the proverb quite simply goes in a lawsuit. The first one to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. Now, I'm not saying YouTube or Christian YouTube is a law, uh, is like a lawsuit or anything like that, but what I am telling you guys is that a lot of these Christians jumped out the window when it came to this Donna album and it seems like most of them were wrong based on the stuff that came out with the album being clean and based on the stuff that we're seeing come out after the fact with the way the entire process was relegated so shout out to all you guys that jumped out the window and said oh I don't like the colors or the spiky jackets I don't I don't like the fact that there's sketchy people around I don't know how he would hang out with sketchy people a lot of y'all came from my neck a lot of y'all unsubscribed for the channel but Wisdom will be proven right by her children, ladies and gentlemen. And it appears that Kanye, on his A1, with the way they were working on this record, they were having not weekly Bible studies working on Donda. It seems like they were having daily Bible studies working on Donda, where they had a different pastor come in daily and run the entire team through Bible studies with worksheets and the whole bit. Okay, so how do we know this? Well, a clip went viral on Instagram. I was tagged in it. Some of you guys sent it to me. Fabio Foreign, who had, in my opinion, arguably one of the best verses on Donda, had an interview with Homegrown Radio. Shout out to them. And this is the clip. We're going to be reacting to it. And uh, just so you guys are clear, some of you guys get really freaked out. At this point, hopefully I've already scared you guys away. But this video, I'm going to do my best to trim it out on the replay. But if you're watching this live, just know. Had your kids. Had your wife. Explicit. 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 There's going to be some profanity on this. Okay, so here's Fabio Foreign talking about working on Donda. Ye reaches out to him. I want you guys to catch this one part. Ye reaches out to him. He asks him if he can text him. He asks him if he could call. And then he says something really telling that I think says a lot to what Kanye's state of mind was while he was working on this record. Word. Oh, so he didn't just hit the FaceTime direct to call. Word. Like, ask. This is Ye. Yeah. Me, I call you. I'm like, hell yeah. No, hell, hell yeah. yeah. So, so I, waited, I think like an hour went past. He called me. Regular phone, not FaceTime. Call me regular phone. And he was like, yo, um, I like to build bonds with people before I just do music with them. I'm going to vibe with you. I'm going to um, see what your head is like. The first thing, you know, first, apparently Kanye is very polite with the way he reaches out to people. He's heard some of the texts. Can, can, may I call you? And then he says, when they got on the phone, the very first thing he tells them is, hey, I like to build bonds with people. I like to build relationship with people before I work on music with them. It seems like... A lot of these guys were in person with him at the stadium, okay? And so here, Fabio Foreign goes into more detail and giving us, like, the particulars on what that process was like. So this is the part that's really interesting. Listen. Actual song, y'all recorded at the stadium? Yeah, he was in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. He, got, he got, you know how, I'm, I'm going to tell you how it's um, set up. 
So they were recording in the stadium. A lot of these folks went through their stadium. He was in the stadium with them. It'd be interesting to see if this applied to the baby, if this applied to Marilyn Manson, if this applied to Playboy Cardi, you know, some of the more, you know, folks that people were upset about being on the record. He's saying a lot of these folks were in the stadium with him and listen to what what how this plays out. Team, whatever, it's like rooms, right? Right. So he got this room set up as a studio, like four studios in there. This room is a bedroom. This is that's how I should have set up. And then he had Bible study every day. Or really, he do Bible study every day. Bible study every day, not once a week, not on Sundays. Bible study every day. Really, he had a pass to come in to Bible study. So everybody that's there, mind you, it's like. So he not only is it just a Bible study. It's not just like yay. Picking out, it's not, it's not like a Ruslan daily proverb. No, no, no. He's bringing in pastors to do the Bible study with these people. And listen to how many people are there. Engineers, ten producers, ten. everybody. Is the Bible writers. study mandatory. Like if you, mandatory. If you everybody, miss, if you stop, miss what Bible study. stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. Do the Whoever's in the building, stop what you're doing. I don't want you to come and do Bible study. Mandatory, mandatory, mandatory Bible studies. Stop what you're doing. We're getting together. He said 10 engineers, 10 producers, the whole squad. They're all stopping what they're doing, and they're doing Bible study every day, fam. Every day. Some of y'all out here making more content about conspiracies about Kanye than actually doing Bible studies like Kanye was doing Bible studies every day. Some of y'all are more consumed with talking about Marilyn Manson and you and you chop popping off at the chops about folks you don't even know than reading your Bible, okay? This man was doing Bible study every single day. Most of these folks aren't Christian. This is not a Christian artist. Fabio Ford is not a Christian artist. Hence all the profanity in this, right? The vast majority of folks aren't Christian, but because Kanye has a platform, he's willing to stop and make people have mandatory Bible studies. Like if you, Mentally, if you everybody miss, if you stop, what you're doing, stop what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. Do the Bible. Whoever's in the building, stop what you're doing. Kanye wants you to come and do Bible study. You got the pastor there. So he set up the chairs and stuff. He set up the chairs and say, like, "Hey, y'all know them, them them circle some circle chairs set up. You you know those uh those be the best the, the best Bible studies. When you're in a circle, they say circles promote like community because you can see everybody, right? What was it for like a week? Like seven days? Seven days? Yeah. So he's there for seven days, and a lot of y'all came out, jumped out the window, said all kinds of foul stuff, slandered your brother in Christ. Yet he's here with some of the most brilliant minds in music, the best engineers, the best producers, the best up and coming artists, the best established artists, having Bible study with them every single day in a stadium he rented out, and y'all sat here and slandered this man. So this is this part is interesting because this again, this again disproves. The way cats dismiss Ye, which is, um, you know, he he's he's just finessing for attention. He needs attention. And listen, this 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 is the question here is what is the biggest what was the biggest misconception that people have of Kanye? And listen to his response. He was really he was really tight about that shit. Like, well, whoever was leaking that shit, it's not like he was doing that shit for publicity. He was really tight really about, mad that about that. Unless it came unless it was on his page. Like it when it like random shit was happening, it was a picture of him. In the stadium backstage, he was telling everybody, don't post, don't do nothing. Niggas was bleak because there's so many people in there. Right. They was bleak. And he teamed so strong. He 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 know the person who posts leaks. He hit up the person and contact the person and find out where the picture really came from. 
Wow. He'll fire like 20 people at a time. <laughs> <laughs> nah, word. That's crazy. There's that many people that he'll fire 20 people at a time, and you ain't even realize they're gone. Yeah. There's a lot of people there. What was that? They, they... So, the, the other thing I wanted to highlight is that this man's not out here just doing stuff for attention, okay? That he was very calculated, very intentional on the on the type of things he wanted to communicate, how he wanted to come out, asking people not to take pictures, asking people not to stop. And again, remember, there's tons of people there. Everybody's stopping and having Bible study. And some of you guys are going to say, well, uh, Satan knows the Bible. Bible too, cause you know the Bible, cause blah, 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 blah. and you never stop, you never stop to give your brother in Christ the benefit of the doubt. You rather go for the most malicious, nasty, disgusting intent of someone's heart instead of giving them the benefit of the doubt and say, Kanye don't got to do mandatory Bible studies. Kanye is focused on making music, making art, trying to change the world, do all the things he does, and y'all still go for the worst possible intention of someone that's consistently been professing to be a brother in Christ. And now you say, where's the fruit? Where's the fruit? Here's the fruit. Fabio Foreign is sitting here telling you that there's notes of these Bible studies that were leaked that was covered by non-Christian YouTube pages that follow Kanye. Okay. The, uh, showing the different types of Bible studies they had and the notes that, that were leaked from that. So it's just, it's such a bummer that we live in a climate and we live in a, such a divisive time in Christianity where instead of believing the best about people, especially people who are Christians, especially people who are here, who are sharing the gospel, who are making explicitly Christian albums like Jesus is King, like Jesus is Born, like Donda, that we instantly assume the worst possible intent because of vibes and something in my spirit and the discernment and whatever. And what you're really saying is, I know, I know what is being said and I know what the content is about, but because of how things appear and because of what I feel, and then you go to extra mile and say, God told me, right? Because that's what y'all really saying when you say the discernment of the spirits. You're really just saying, God told me. It doesn't matter uh, uh, the factual side of this. It doesn't matter what's going on behind the scenes and the transformation we've seen in Kanye. You go in for the worst possible conclusion. And that's that's unbecoming of a follower of Jesus, fam. I don't know. I don't know how else to say that. Now, I will. I, I'm going to add this to that. Why do I talk about this channel? Y'all think it's like Ruslan is just fanboying Kanye. I, I, I talk about this because I have mutual friends, and we've been praying for this brother for over a decade. As in, like people I know who have been on Kanye's team. I've been around Kanye. We've been praying for Ye for over a decade. I've gotten my pastors and my elders together. A decade ago, like eight years ago, and say, hey, God's really moving on his dude's heart. We should be praying for him. We've been praying for him, and we see the, the fruit, and we see the things happening. And I'm also privy to some of the things going on behind the scenes that I don't come on here and flex and give you all the stuff that's kind of private information that I know about because here's the public information. The public information is out there. So I'm not going to speak on the private conversations I have just because I don't need to flex like that. But best believe that, yeah, I have mutual friends and the work that God has done on Kanye's heart is incredible and that we should be excited that, that, that there's a there's a revival happening, that, that Kanye is following and surrendering to Jesus to the best of his ability, right? To the best of his ability with the capacity that he has. And as 
we're looking around, some of you guys are more tight about the spiky jacket that he has on. You're more tight about the vibe of the mask he has on, and you're and you're missing it and blowing it on the fact that here's God using people in media, in music, some of the biggest stars, giving you an alley-oop to start conversations with your non-Christian friends who are fans of them and say, how do you feel about the Donna album? Oh, you like the Donna album? Hey, what did you think about this song? What do you think about Kanye talking about Jesus? Oh, you like Justin Bieber? How do you feel about his his holy song? How do you feel about his freedom album? What do you think about this record? What do you think about this record? Oh, you know who Chandler Moore is from? He's working with, 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 with Justin. Oh, by the way, did you know, did you hear about Maverick City Music? Right, like, God's given us opportunities to evangelize to people in our real lives who are fans of these people. And we rather sit and criticize and throw stones from our glass house. And that is very disappointing. That, to me, shows me that uh, some of y'all rather just talk to talk and not really walk to walk. Because instead of seeing this and believing the best about people, people who are professing and understand that we're all on a journey, you want to magnify somebody's sin, you want to put somebody on a, on, a, on, a, on a position where all their stuff is exposed and pick apart all their weaknesses, okay, let's do that with your private time. Let's, 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 what, what, if, what if your browser history was put on display for everybody to see? What if your thought life was put on display for everybody to see? Just because your sin isn't more overt and broadcasted to the world, just because your situation may be a bit more sophisticated it's 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 interesting that we're so quick to criticize people that we don't know you don't know these people and so if you're saying hey if you're saying hey these brothers are giving the testimony they're professing to be christians there there's measurable fruit they're biblically literate there's fruits of repentance right this man's trying to reconcile with his wife trying to reconcile with his wife publicly and all you have to say is, I don't like his spiky jacket, the vibes, uh, it makes me uncomfortable, it's confusing, God did not give us a, a spirit of confusion, even though we debunked that entire approach to scripture, that has nothing to do with you being confused based on how something appears, that has everything to do with the order in the church, that's what that passage was actually about, right, just so, so you, if you don't understand how God can use a Kanye, that doesn't mean that God's not using Kanye, it just means your brain can't process that God's doing something amazing, and you rather just complain about it, so those are my thoughts on it, man. Bruce Lawn. Some of you guys know I was at Flavor Fest this last weekend, and one of the highlights of my weekend was getting the uh, time to hang out with some of my brothers at Native Supply, specifically KB, Amin the Mean Machine, uh, Flame was there, K Drama. Just Raise was there. Uh, it, it was it was really dope. And after the after the conference, we went back to Native Supply, their warehouse, and watched the Tyson Fury fight. Okay, now, to be fair, I have not liked boxing in a long time. I haven't liked boxing since probably the Roy Jones Jr. era. And so I watched this entire fight. One of the best, if not the best, boxing fight I've seen. Tyson Fury fights DeAndre Wilder and wins with, I believe, a 10th round knockout. They had both knocked each other multiple times down. One point, Tyson Fury got knocked down twice in one round, and I believe Deon, uh, Deontay also got knocked down a couple times earlier in a fight. Tyson Fury wins the fight, and it was to my surprise, yes, to my surprise, that I found out he was a, a follower of Jesus. So this was the clip that I saw immediately after the fight. And there's another clip of him preaching the gospel, which I thought was really cool. So check, check this clip out real quick. Walk me through what got you up twice you had put him down. First of all, I'd just like to say thank you to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, I won this fight tonight again. So I think that was cool that he asks him about, like, what got you up? 
because he did get knocked down twice in one round. And he says, Jesus, and goes right into praise for Jesus. So let's keep watching this. I give him the glory, he gives me the victory. I give him the glory, he gives me the victory. And it was at this point that KB got up and said, God was going to get the victory. His glory alone was tonight, right? Because they got HGA, his glory alone, God's glory alone tonight. And let's keep watching. It made me legs strong. I was down a couple of times. I was hurt while the strong puncher. And he's a tough man. I was hitting him with some big shots. And my Lord and Savior rose me to my feet tonight to give him the glory. That was pretty cool. So I was like, man, that's dope. Okay. And then I found this other clip that my man, what do you mean, posted. A little clip chopped up of him just, just full on preaching Jesus and preaching the gospel unapologetic. Got lots to tell you. Go on. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Is that your reaction to what people who want you off the spotty shortly? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. <laughs> what about you being stripped of your belt? I mean, that, that, that's, you must be very unhappy with that. What's your reaction to that? Jesus loves me and he loves you too and he loves you too. He loves these people in here. And he lo I love this, yeah. <laughs> loves everybody in the world. Do you think you can win spotty? Do you want to win spotty? John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him shall have eternal life and shall not perish. Okay, Tyson, uh, any final message to those people who have criticised you in recent? There's been a lot of criticism from people in signing petitions to the Scottish national people, to all sorts of people. Yes, yes, yes. Just give us your take on it. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. <laughs> this is the way, the key, and the only way into heaven. I thought that was dope, man. Shout out to uh, What Do You Mean for putting that together. I w wanted to react to the fight. That blessed me to see, again, the, oh, whenever you see people at elite levels of what they do competing and representing Jesus, it always encourages me, always inspires me, and it should inspire you. And so I was like, that is really dope that Tyson Fury, immediately after winning, the fight goes right into giving God the glory, giving uh, pre preaching the gospel, being direct about the gospel. I thought that was super dope. Some people are like, well, how could he be a Christian and also be the Gypsy King and, and this whole thing? From my understanding, Gypsies are that's a cultural thing. That's like someone's ethnicity. From my understanding, I'm not an expert. Uh, I don't I don't know if that's a world religion, but I know that that is a cultural background that he comes from. That's how he's branded himself as a fighter. I personally don't take issue with it. Uh, but, you know, some people may. That's fine. That's your, your prerogative, I guess. But I appreciate it, man. I thought it was really dope um, for him to preach the gospel, to do it in a strategic way, uh, like when there's controversy around it. And his whole testimony is, is really interesting. I believe he was going through some personal issues. There was some addiction there. He found Jesus, turns his life around, loses a ton of weight, and becomes arguably the greatest or one of the greatest heavyweight champions we've ever seen. So, Bruce Lawn. On my last video, I talked about Tyson Fury sharing the gospel unapologetically, unadulterated, and I wanted to pull up another clip that I don't know how I missed this clip. It's from a few months ago. Uh, my brother Angel told me, or actually saw him post it on Instagram. I shared it, and this is a podcast from... I believe the Flagrant 2 channel with Andrew Schultz, and they talk about faith in Jesus and how their Christian friends treat them. And I thought it'd be really interesting to react to this entire clip because I think it says a lot to how non-Christians actually may perceive us when sharing our faith. And it's not what you think it is, okay? It's not what you think it is. So let's jump into this clip. Now, I got to tell you guys, some of you guys are going to be upset, but we got to let y'all know. Had your kids, had your wife. Explicit, explicit, explicit. There's going to be some profanity on this. Let's jump into this clip. My best friend in elementary school used to try to convert me all the time mm. because he literally, and he let go of it as he got older, but he was like, I was literally taught Anybody who's not Christian is going to hell. So I thought I was going to be a favor. So, yeah. he believe so he says his best friend 
used to preach Jesus to him because he believed that if you didn't believe in Jesus, you were going to hell. And Andrew Schultz says something really interesting. God, and you don't try to convert your friend, you don't love that motherfucker, bro. So, <laughs> I look at the super... So, hold on, hold on. We got to pull this back. Listen to what he says. This is... Anybody who's not Christian is going to hell, so I thought I was going to be a favor. So yeah. if you believe in God, and you don't try to convert your friend, you don't love that motherfucker, bro. <laughs> he said, if you believe in God, and you don't try to convert your friends, you don't love that mother effort. This is not a follower of Jesus saying this, okay? This is really, really interesting that he says this. Let's keep watching this. So I look at the super Christian. My boy like, sent me these books, these Christian books. He literally just like the reason for all these things. He had a little note in each one. Yeah. I didn't say thank you yet, but <laughs> but like I love that kid now, man. Even if I don't read a single one of those books, that's his way of going. I fuck with you, and I want you to go to heaven. To bring it. <laughs> it is fascinating to me that sometimes we as Christians try to overcomplicate the gospel when. The world can see through us fumbling to share the gospel that it's actually us believing the best for the person to come to faith in Jesus. This is, in, this is, this is very fascinating to me. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. To bring it full, full circle to judging by best intentions, yeah. they are trying to help you. We see it. The insecure part of ourselves is like, oh, fuck you trying to force me to convert, blah, blah, blah. Mm. You look at their intentions. Their intention is, I love this person. I've been taught he's going to hell for the yeah, man. I'm going to try to help this person. Yeah. And to try to dis, dis, like, uh, dismantle that belief is dismantling the core belief of who they are. Yes. So it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Even if they're wrong, it's like it's not going to be easy. They're trying to help you. Yo, y'all notice Akash never... So... How interesting is that, that one of the biggest podcasts on YouTube right now, Andrew Schultz, a huge, you know, emerging comedian, is saying that, listen, you sharing your faith, we're smart enough to understand that you sharing your faith is actually the most loving thing you can do. And as Christians, we overthink it, we make it too complicated, we freak out. Or worse, we act like liberal Lou. Chad, dude. I mean, I know. I know I'm supposed to share my faith in Jesus with people who don't know Jesus. Chad. But, dude, I... I mean, I, I rather... I rather just share with love. You know, dude? Like... Preach the gospel, and when necessary, use words. Chad, dude. So I don't, I don't, I mean, we're preaching the gospel. I mean, I know, like, I know I'm supposed to preach the gospel. But dude, I don't know if, like, you have to say the Jesus part. Like, we could just, we could just preach about, like, love, dude. Ganja smoke from Ja, you know? Christ the far eye, you know? So I know I'm supposed to preach the gospel, but, you know, I don't, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable, dude. Ja. <laughs> don't be like liberal Lou, all right? Don't be like liberal Lou. Preach the gospel. Tell people the truth. Even if, even if it makes you uncomfortable and makes them uncomfortable, we know, 
We know the truth. We have the truth. And people are sophisticated and smart enough to know that even if they disagree with your God, that you being courageous and brave is your way of actually telling them that you love them, telling them that you want the best for them, telling them that you want to see them go to heaven. Right. So I I want to encourage you guys, man, with this video, like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Share your faith. Know why you're saved. Know who saved you. Understand the gospel. Have a couple Bible verses ready. And don't be afraid. Because the world is now giving us cues that they get it. They understand. Even if they don't agree, they understand. And I've read somewhere that it takes somebody seven to eight interactions with the gospel, positive interactions with the gospel before they consider surrendering their life to Jesus. You might be that one in the process. You might be that one in the process. So don't don't be afraid. I've been sharing the gospel with a friend of mine for 20 years, 20, 20 years. And I think this past weekend he may have finally surrendered his life to Jesus and placed his faith in Jesus. He's been on the cusp for a while. So don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't, don't be scared. All right? Hopefully that encouraged you. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. Hey, thank you so much for making it till the end of this video. Remember to hit that like button and make sure you subscribe. I wanted to tell you about a free upcoming course I am putting together at mastermyhabits.com. When you sign up right now, you'll be the first to be notified about the course. And in the meantime, you'll immediately get access to a playlist going over my journey on how I went from addiction to freedom forming habits. So make sure to hit that link in the description. I'll see you on the next video.